I just found out the key to success. How many times have I said that on the podcast? (laughs) Hey, I've got the key to success. Here it is. I figured it out. Actually, I learned this from my son, Carson, who learned it from somebody who is very successful at the age of 23. So maybe you and I can learn something from this, and we'll get to that in just a second. This week on the podcast, take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. Let's get started. It is just after Thanksgiving. Carson was home for the weekend, and I'm going to share with you the story right away that he shared with me, because I really thought this was very powerful, and I thought, I've got to put that in my next book and definitely on the podcast. So Carson wants to be a music manager, probably, or a music producer, or somehow in the music business, that's his passion. So somewhere along the line, I think he might have learned this from me, but I'm not sure, he found out that if you find somebody who's doing what you want to do, you kind of pick their brain and you see what they can tell you that will help lead you down the right road. So he's way into hip hop. So he found this manager who's the manager of a hip hop act that's big and successful, but not so big that they'd never get back to him. For example, if, you know, Carson wrote to, uh, I don't know, DJ Khaled's manager and said, can I have some advice? DJ Khaled's manager would probably be like, screw you, kid, or they wouldn't even acknowledge it. But this guy got back to Carson and, and started a dialogue with Carson on either, it doesn't matter, whatever social platform or texting. And Carson was asking questions. And this guy was spouting off the most amazing information. And I saved some of it for you. As Carson's telling me this, I'm like, I'm going to write this down. This is really good stuff. So one of them was, and I have to open up my iPod, my iPod, (laughs) my iPad to do this one. And here are the things that this guy wrote down. The most important thing, or not wrote down, but he's, this is what he told Carson. The most important thing that Carson and I got out of this is keep working while other people are resting. And I thought, wow, that is a really powerful tool because most people, we've said this a million times, want to do just enough work to not get fired. Some people do just enough work to not get in trouble, but they definitely prioritize you know, going out and happy hour and things like that. And that's so important. And I get that. Um, You got to make time for yourself. But I think a lot of people, they want to do just enough work. But this guy says, keep working while others are resting. And remember, he's a music manager and he's 23 years old. Not to make this about me, but my experience was that exact same thing. I loved what I did. You never had to twist my arm to get me to work on my morning show or to write a funny parody song or to write a funny commercial or a funny script or skit or come up with some sort of a wacky stunt premise or whatever. And I remember back in, I don't know, I was probably in my 20s and I would not go out at night because I would stay home working on my show. I think I took it a little bit too far. I think that I worked so hard on my show. Yeah, it worked and it helped me to get to where I am today. There's no question about that. But I think that I missed out on a lot of things because I worked so hard. Do you know anybody who works really hard and is not successful? I don't think that you do. I think we know a lot of people who don't work very hard and are not successful. But anyway, I like that. Keep working while other people are resting. Then Carson talked about well, what else did you do to get to where you are? And he said, I went, I'll be honest. He said, I went to college. I took uh, communications and marketing something or other. And he says, I don't even use that. I don't even use what I learned in college. And I said, Carson, don't 
think that you should drop out of college because every person's track is different. I know somebody who went to medical school. They didn't go to. They didn't become a doctor. I know somebody who went to law school. They didn't become an attorney. They both got into radio, and they're both still in radio. But everybody's track is a little bit different. Most people they go to college, they learn their career, and they go into that career. There are some people that go to college and never find a job or get a job in that field. So, but just because that worked for this guy doesn't mean that it should work for you. Uh, who's the girl, the, the uh, Hayden, uh, what's her name? She is in Paramore, and I can't remember her name right now, but she came to the State Fair when Paramore was just blowing up about 10 or 15 years ago. Hayden, nah, I can't remember her name, it doesn't matter. And she was on stage, she said, I dropped out of school. I dropped out of school, I knew I wanted to do music. And we sat there on stage and we laughed about how that's kind of a bad example because although that worked for her, that is not going to be the, the track that works for most people. What else did this guy tell Carson? Uh, he said, uh, Carson said, after I get an internship, what should I do then? And the guy wrote back and he said, you're thinking about this the wrong way. He says, your internship is your foot in the door. Work hard at that internship and they'll want to hire you. So your internship is not something to go to and get over with and hope that, you know, like it leads to something else. You want to try to get a job at that company. You want to show them with your attitude, et cetera, how great they are, how great you are. So not to dwell on that because these are things that, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you've heard us talk about that before. Um, Intern John is my favorite example. Intern John probably makes about $200,000 a year now. And he started off as an intern on my show 10 or 12 years ago. But he worked his ass off. He kept working while other people were resting. He used that internship to get his foot in the door. We hired him. Then he went to another station, another station. And now he's doing really well on the Kane show. And he does stand-up comedy. And he is a really impressive person. Carson said, I want to make money. That's my main thing is I want to make money. And I said, Carson, you're thinking about it wrong. I said, for the first 10 years of your career, your focus should not be on making money. You want to make enough to live on and you want to make enough to eat, but your focus should not be on making money in the first 10 years of your career. Your focus should be on getting yourself into the right place in the right um, setting and getting the right experience. So then you're doing what you want to do. And I think that's good advice that your first 10 years of your career is not going to be super lucrative. You probably won't make a whole lot of money. And even if you do make good money, that should not be your focus. Would you rather take a job right out of college for $75,000 a year that you hate or a job right out of college for $50,000 a year that you like a whole lot? Well, I think the answer is you would probably take the one that you like for 50000 or 40000 I think when Fallon first moved here, Fallon made like $32,000 a year, and it wasn't that long ago. But Fallon's concern was not money. Fallon's concern was getting into a radio station that would help her shine. Fallon worked at a radio station in Reno that was honestly, it was never going to help her shine. She worked at a station in Evansville that was never going to help her shine. But her concern wasn't money. Okay. So there's one point. I think that's a really good one. Um, what else? I have a couple of emails, but um, I want to... Oh, I know what it was. I want to give you one thing that I learned at Thanksgiving that I wanted to pass along to you that I will put in my next book for sure. And this really occurred to me at Thanksgiving, and I want to share it with you. 
I met Chase's fiance. My son Chase has a fiance named Maddie. We all went to Chase and Maddie's house for Thanksgiving in Colorado. And I was talking to Chase's, Jesus, Chase's fiance's mother, Maddie's mother and her stepdad. And at first they were a little bit quiet and they were, you know, like kind of feeling each other out and we're kind of getting to know each other. But then as we started to break down these barriers and started to laugh and joke and tell stories and become a little bit more confident and, you know, telling each other stories and knowing that people were going to laugh, uh, we really had a great, great conversation. Uh, her stepdad is a big adventurer. He's going to take a week off from work to climb Denali, the big mountain in Alaska, which is the world's biggest mountain. And I know you think Everest is the world's tallest, and it is, but but Denali is greater in height because it starts at sea level and goes up to like 22,000 feet or whatever, whereas Mount Everest starts at like 10,000 feet and goes up to 28 or whatever it is. But anyway, he was fascinating. Her mom talked about running the Ironman Marathon, where it's three miles on a bike, a hundred no three miles three miles swimming, a hundred and something on a bike, and then a marathon. And I'm like, holy crap, this is so interesting. Then we talked about music, and she talked about how she's not crazy about hip hop, and she was very funny, and we just had a great time talking about things. And it was so, it was such a great conversation. And they involved everybody. And when I left that night, I told them, and this is what I want you to learn, because I learned this too. I shook both of their hands and I said, you two were so interesting to talk to. I loved hearing about Denali and I loved hearing about Kilimanjaro and the the uh, Iron Man. You guys were so interesting to talk to. And their faces lit up like, wow, that's really nice. And I can tell you really mean it. So what do you learn from that? Next time you meet somebody... And they were really interesting to talk to, even if it's just for a few minutes. Tell them, let them know. Say, you know what? You were really interesting to talk to. I love that story about ABC. And I'd never experienced that before, but I did. And you know what? We're still learning things, even at my age. And I'm probably old enough to be your dad. We're still learning things. And I want to share that with you. Okay, so we got some emails that we want to get to. So let me open up my emails here. Uh, it's going to take me just a second. You can email anytime to Dave Ryan at kdwb.com. I read every email that we get. I'm not able to respond to everyone that we get, but I hopefully you hear the response um, on the podcast. I'll be honest with you. I do respond to nearly all of them because I'm busy, but I'm not that busy. And I figure if you write an email, chances are I'll have, I want to respond. Uh, last week we talked about, or two weeks ago, I talked about those commercials that make men look silly. And we talked about the one where the guy gets his wife two trucks or he gets a truck for her and a truck for him. And she goes and takes the black one. And he's like, actually, that's mine. And she's like, I love it. And he's like, OK, I like red. And it just made him look kind of stupid. There's the other one with a weather tech where the guy's out shopping and he can't find anything. But his wife is doing all the shopping for weather tech stuff online. And he comes home flustered and she's like, I'm all done. And he's like, huh, what? So. There's just a tendency of commercials to make men look like bumbling idiots. Is it the worst thing in the world? No, but imagine if the tables were turned and our society said, well, let's make women look stupid while guys look clever. So it bugs me a little bit, but like I said, it's not the most important thing in the world right now. But I talked about it, and um, a big supporter of the podcast, um, let's see, um, uh, I want to make sure I pull it up. 
Um, Vicus, he is a big supporter of the podcast, good friend of the podcast. He said, I just watched CCO, and the two commercials you mentioned were on your last podcast just came on, the WeatherTech one and the one where the guy buys a truck and an SUV and the guy choose, the woman chooses the truck. I mean, of course, don't we all just go spend seventy to $80,000 without our spouse's approval? That's the part of commercial that makes me roll my eyes more than anything. Anyway, I agree with you a little bit about the role reversals. While these ads might make men look weak and not so bright, I'm not too offended by the portrayal of the men. And uh, and I, I agree. Not too offended. Just, a li- just my radar goes up. Also, uh, thanks for keeping me entertained and making me think with this podcast. Happy Thanksgiving, which was a couple of weeks ago from Vicus. Uh, another, uh, email from, it looks like Zach. Uh, he says, just got done listening to the podcast. Quick side note. When I got up at five this morning, I thought it said sexiest commercials, not sexist commercials. So I was caught off guard when I did listen to it. Anyway, I've noticed the same thing when it comes to commercials that has been a little more frequently recently with the male bias. Do you think it's an overcorrection? And the pendulum has swung too far back. I don't think it's ever going to swing back to a female bias, but I do think it needs to find a happy medium in the politically correct society we are moving towards. On another note, I recently turned 23. I'm a first-year music and choir teacher. When talking about kids not listening, we talked about this in the podcast a couple of weeks ago because I had met a teacher, and she was a substitute, and she was flustered and uh, it was hours after class was over and her, and she would still, you could tell she was like a little bit flustered because the kids were so awful. Uh, I think it's super fascinating now that I've been in the classroom the last few months. I fully agree that much of it has to do with home lives of parents not being fully present oh, and parents not being fully present, especially when around their children. It really is difficult for children to listen to an adult when all of their prior experiences with adults are are parents telling them that they will be back after work and stay out of trouble. This human contact can be incredibly important for them, and I find myself teaching more social skills than I do the content of my music class. The middle school time is so important for them to function, uh, be able to function as individuals. Sometimes that is more important than meeting state standards. Wow, that's great, Zach. I mean, very, very observant. Just some input, but your podcast this week spoke to me on many different levels, and I thought I'd respond. Keep it up. Love your work, and you make my hour-long commute every day less painful. Zach. Thank you, Zach. And one more. Uh, This is from uh, their email address is Missing Davy Like Crazy. And I don't know. Oh, it's Janae. So I don't know who Davy is, but Davy, she misses you like crazy. Her name is Janae. She lives in Hastings. She says, great podcast. I totally agree with you, Dave. This woke culture promotes masculinity as toxic or that men are stupid. We should start letting these advertisers know that they don't have to portray men as dumb in order to sell their product. I'll be looking forward to hearing the next podcast on how a liberal and conservative can coexist. How relevant with an election year around the corner. Take care and have a great holiday season from Janae and Hastings. Last time on the podcast, I said I really want to get a hold of a conservative and a liberal who are partners or best friends and talk to you both and see how that works. I got no response on that one. So maybe people thought, well, I don't want to do it. Or maybe they thought, I don't want to travel to Dave's studio or maybe just nobody was interested. But I'm going to throw it out there one more time because I think it'd be really interesting if you 
are liberal and you live with someone or are best friends with someone who's conservative or be better yet if your partners because that way you're in the same house I mean you got to like you're doing the same you're shopping you're spending your money on the same things uh, maybe raising the same kids and if you are conservative and they're liberal I want to talk to you in a lighthearted sort of way and find out how do you do that how do you get along um, and I think that all instantly keeps a lot of good people apart from each other. Uh, I think that a lot of people say, oh, you know what? I could never date a liberal or I could never date a conservative. Uh, so just don't want to do that. And I think that I've been really good friends with uh, my friend Curtis. He is very liberal and I'm kind of moderately reasonably conservative. You know that about me. I have married gay people like four or five times and I have nothing against gay people. Um, I, I, what do they call that? Socially liberal, fiscally conservative. So, um, but I've got friends who are more liberal and we either joke about it or we calmly discuss things, but it never is the most important thing in our relationship. Um, Curtis and I talk about a million other things before we ever talk about politics. So if you want to do that and you want to be on the, the podcast, I can come to your house. We can do it at your studio. Um, and I would love to get all of you on, both of you on to talk about that. Send me an email to Dave Ryan at KDWB.com. Okay, finally, uh, there's a couple of things that I wanted to bring up. I wanted to talk about reviews for the podcast. And I hadn't really read a lot of these reviews, and it just occurred to me the other day. It's like, wow, I'm going to go read some of the reviews for my podcast and see how people like it. Well, I've got 155 ratings, and I've got five stars out of five. I do have a couple of one-star ratings, a couple of threes, a few more fours, no two-star ratings. But um, you know, I'm going to read some of the reviews here, and I'm just going to scroll down and see what I get here. Here is one from Spiffy2222. It's called Dad Dave. These give the podcast five stars. They said, Dave's podcast is like having a conversation, catching up with your dad. I love it. A breath of fresh air and life advice along the way. Hey, I'll take that. That's awesome. Uh, here's one from Reviewer10784. I regularly find myself thinking back to advice Dave has given me throughout the years listening. So happy to, fe uh, to hear others feel the same. This is from Tara12. She says, Dave, I really enjoy your podcasts since they're an extension of your book and you're very down to earth. I can relate to you in so many ways. Um, to your latest podcast in particular, last summer before my daughter left for college, I got teary-eyed at Target realizing that she really would be leaving in a few weeks. While she was getting settled the first week, we were texting each other multiple times every day. Then it occurred to me that once school started, it would be very disruptive for her to get random texts from me throughout the day and interrupt her study in her classes. So I came up with a plan. I would keep a draft email each week and keep adding non-urgent comments and questions that I would send in one email every Friday. I would use memorable phrases in each heading too. Then my daughter always would reply. I shared that with others and they thought it was brilliant. I think that's a good solution to the how often should I text my child question. Of course, there can be exceptions such as near vacation time or some problem solving is needed uh, quickly. Um, thank you. That is really good advice. Uh, we don't talk to Carson that often when he's, when he's, on, when he's in college. We kind of just set the standard in the first couple of weeks that he just doesn't really want to be bothered. But I think it's kind of tapered a little bit now, and I think he's much more open to us texting him or calling him because I see him smile 
when we do, where it used to be kind of like, Dad, leave me alone. I'm having fun out here. Uh, Playa Ah says, five stars, can't go wrong. Dave runs this podcast from the heart. Good guy, great advice and conversations. Keep up the great work. I appreciate that one because you know what's funny? Is even though it's just me here, I feel like you and I are talking and I feel like you're responding and maybe you talk back to the podcast pat maybe you talk back to the podcast and maybe you don't but I definitely think that this is a conversation and that's why I don't talk at you when I do the podcast I always feel like I'm talking with you and maybe that's weird but I don't know that's just something that I I really feel I feel like I'm talking to you and I think I even put in pauses for you to answer sometimes. So maybe answer. What do you think? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Hey, uh, it's all based on the book. Take a shower, show up on time and don't steal anything. Could be a good Christmas present. It's available everywhere. Amazon is probably the easiest, although you can buy it from mytaskabooks.com. Uh, it's got, it's at your local bookstore too. If they don't have it, they can order it for you. But why would anybody wait when you can just buy it on freaking one click on Amazon. Um, wow, that's a that's a topic for next week is how much we love to shop. Isn't it crazy how much we are just such a shopping-driven culture? And um, we, we love it. It's, I mean, the malls and the stores and Amazon and the catalogs. Are you getting a ton of Christmas catalogs in the mail this year? I got about 15 catalogs in the mail yesterday. And I looked through a couple of them, through the rest, right, and recycling. Anyway, the book is available, Amazon. Uh, also, there's a Kindle version. Uh, we have the Facebook page. Go check out the Facebook page. I try to put something on there every time we do a podcast and, and get your comments and that type of thing. Just type in, take a shower, show up on time, and it'll auto-populate and you'll go there. Uh, and also, uh, email. Send an email anytime. Whatever your thoughts are. Maybe we touched on something today that like hit a nerve or made you think. Uh, or maybe you have something that we should talk about on the podcast because it's all about learning things from each other so you don't have to learn them from experience. And sometimes it's avoid, it's about vo avoiding problems and sometimes it's just about making your life a little bit better. So anyway, have a great week. Uh, hope your December and holidays go really smooth. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Tell a friend, write a review, and we'll see you next time on Take a Shower show up on time and don't steal anything. Have a great week.